Welcome back to another episode of Investing Your Future. I'm your host, Kenny, CEO of Corinda Group Corporation. I want to thank you guys for joining me. Reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Corinda Group, or find us on YouTube at Corinda Group. And uh, check out our new content that we put up daily also. I want to um, let you know that we are constantly putting out stuff out there to help you guys. And I apologize for last week I wasn't around because I was actually in a different country. And uh, actually, this brings me back to this point right here of what this podcast is about. It's called survival. Survival. You need to ask yourself a question. What's the worst thing that can happen? What is the worst thing that can happen? And take it in all different directions. You could take it financially. You could take it the way we're going to take it today is all different facets. We're going to hit you in terms of letting you know how you survive. That's why it's called survival. So I always ask myself this question and I think it's always helped me. So that's why you need to ask yourself this question too. What's the worst thing that can happen? So last week I was in London and... I landed there on a Monday and I found out that Monday night that the airline that I took, it's called Primera Air, went out of business that night. So I land Monday afternoon, evening-ish, I say afternoon, and by Monday night, by 11 p.m., I found out the airline went out of business. You can search it. It's it's everywhere. Primera Air. So... The company went into administration, meaning they went bankrupt. They can't afford to pay their bills over some, you know, some planes they couldn't get and all these other things. But in that scenario, that is the worst case scenario. That's the worst thing that could happen. And it happened. So I had to restructure my whole trip, rebook with another airlines. For a one-way ticket, which costs a lot more than you'd think, back to Boston from London, and I had to go through Iceland, and but I finally got back home, and it brings me back to this point of what's the worst thing that could happen? Now, what if I didn't have the money to return home? What if I couldn't find another place to stay, or my money ran out, and all these things, like that's... Those are the what-if questions that you need to always ask yourself. So, stuff happens that you can't control. You can't control everything. But you can control yourself. And if you want to survive, and you want your family to survive, you came to the right place. So, there's a couple of crises that could happen to you. There's financial crisis. There's obviously information crisis where your ID gets stolen, but then there's also natural disasters, power outages, you know, natural floods, fires, hurricanes, tsunamis, those things you can't control. And 90% of the population don't have a disaster plan, whether financial or natural. They're just riding a boat in the ocean with no oar, no direction, no kind of plan of just in case stuff happens they're not prepared with that question of what's the worst that could happen they're just gliding along 
That's 90%. So if you don't want to be in part of that 90%, you need to understand on how to prepare and how to survive. But not only survive, actually, I don't want you to survive, I want you to thrive. So if someone else is struggling, you should be able to help them also because you planned ahead and you're thriving. So for myself, since I got caught in that situation and I was prepared, I want to teach you guys how to prepare also. So first, let's deal with the financial crisis. If you look on a daily basis, let's say just summarize a daily basis, daily occurrences of situation in terms of money, the problems range from anywhere from $200 to $600, average. This is average. Any problem that comes up in terms of a car breaks down, you, you, know, you, need to get, you get towed, most problems should not cost over $200, but should definitely not pass $600. So, and this is on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis. When things happen, usually in a short period of time, it's nothing major. It's nothing over $600. So, you need to learn how to keep some cash around. This is not spending money. This is just, just in case money. And I keep, I keep $100 on my phone, I keep a hundred, couple hundred dollars on my wallet, I keep a couple hundred dollars in my car, keep some money at my house. Anywhere that you feel safe and secure, you should keep some money. This is, this is just in case money. It's not spending money. You see it, but you don't see it. Meaning, it's there, but it's not for you to spend. It's for just in case. This is the first thing you should focus on. Get some money around you so you feel a little comfortable. I'd say anywhere from two to six hundred dollars around you, constantly, constantly being around you. You know that you have some in the house. You know you have some in the in the car. You know you have some in the wallet. You know you have some, you know, in certain places that you feel secure. And listen, I'm not gonna lie. You might forget about it, but there's nothing wrong with finding money that you you hid and you knew. Oh, I saved this a year ago. It's like finding twenty dollars in your in your in your in your pants when you do laundry. It's a nice feeling. So keep some money around you. And now let's go into a major crisis. Let's say, you know, something major happens. This is when it comes to saving six to 12 months worth of savings in an account. This needs to be an account that you can't access easily, but you can get the money, meaning it's liquid. So let's say your bills are $2,000 per month. You want to keep $12,000 on the side, and this is just in case money. Now we're talking about major crises financially. You want to keep anywhere from six to twelve months of your sal of what you of what your bills are in a savings account on the side. This is just in case money. It's not spending money. It's just in case money. And if you want to be really safe, I'd keep it. I'd keep some pounds. I'd keep some yen. I'd keep some pesos, and I'd keep some euros. Why? These are the top currencies in the world. So keep some of each. In a safe place where you feel secure and you feel you know, comfortable that you can get to if you need to. This would help you financially. Now, we're going to deal with also natural disasters. So, the first thing you need to understand is natural disasters you can't control. So, the first thing is you need to make sure your insurance is on, is on point. Your insurance in terms of your car, your house your boat, or any other toys you have, any of the you know, major purchases that you have, major assets, need to be insured. 
Call your insurance guy and find out what your what you you how how covered you are. Do you need a bigger policy? Do you need a master policy? Do you need do you need you know more coverage? Because you might be paying insurance, but you not be might not be paying enough that covers what you have. If you have a house and you live in a flood zone, do you have flood insurance? This might be a question you might need to ask. So these are the questions that people should have asked when they had a flood in North Carolina. But 60% of the people didn't have flood insurance. So not, they only lost their house, but they lost their savings, and they can't start again. Insurance helps you get your footing back so you don't lose it all. You're going to lose. You're going to lose sometimes, but you want to hedge that bet. You want to lose as little as possible and be able to really bounce back as quickly as possible. That's where insurance comes in. Now... When it comes to planning for a natural disaster, you need to understand there's a couple certain things you need to you need to first research and obviously plan accordingly. So if a natural disaster happens, a hurricane, tsunami, tornado, anything, you need to have, have a plan of your closest shelters. Maybe it could be a near Red Cross, a church, a community center, a local FEMA agency. You need to find out where these places are so if anything ever happens, you have a place to go. Next, you need to have a communication plan. Let's say you have a family, a two or three, three family. You need to understand, okay, if people in school, where are we meeting? Research it. Find out. This is where we meet if anything ever happens. Communication is big. Let's say you didn't have a cell phone, but you can communicate earlier by saying we're going to meet at this spot if everything, anything ever happens in terms of natural disaster. That's a communication plan. Now, you need a survival plan for personal, for the, each family member. And the way you plan that is everyone in the house needs a backpack. This is important information. If you don't survive the future, how can you invest in the future? So you need to be around for the future. So you need to have a survival pack. Now... Everyone in the family should have their own survival pack. So if it's two people in the house, everyone should have their own. It should be a backpack, easy to carry. It shouldn't be a suitcase. That's too big. You need a survival pack in terms you could throw in your back, grab it, and go. Because natural disasters, you don't plan on packing and taking this. No, it's one thing you grab and go. So what's in the survival pack? The number one thing that you should probably focus on, then you can get those easily done is get copies of all important documents we're talking about license passports state id cards medical cards insurance cards social security cards green cards anything that's important to you in terms of information make a copy of it and place it in a possible waterproof sealable bag and put it in the survival pack all the important documents this is number one this helps you get on track back quickly if things ever go into the negative Second, is you need to have medical. Take care of your medical first. Any medicine you need, insulin, you know, stuff that will obviously keep you alive. If you need this in medicine. But if you stay in great health, you shouldn't need too many of these. Third, is emergency, obviously, kits. In terms of band-aids, wraps, whatever you need in terms of emergency. And the final part is you need... Survival equipment, meaning you need water, non-perishable foods, 
You need matches, lighters, a local map of your certain area that you that you live. You know, batteries, battery-operated radio. Cups, plates, small little things that you think you might not need. A notebook, notepad, a pencil. These are things you might need, but you're prepared for them. Obviously, if you have non-perishable foods, you want to get like the tuna fish, the beans, the, the you know the fruits and, and veggies in the cans. Yes, I do not suggest you eat these on a regular basis, but for survival, you have no choice. These last the longest. You don't want to eat preservatives on a daily basis, but right now you need those preservatives to keep your food as long as possible. So pack those away. Put them in a, in a survival backpack. If you're planning, plan for three to four days of survival. Each person That's how you survive That's how you plan ahead That's how you answer that question of What's the worst could happen Am I prepared for it I'll suggest a survival pack in your car And a survival pack in your home And check and update it every single year That's what I would suggest In order to answer those questions With finances Keep some money around you Keep You know Six is 12 months worth of bills in terms of money-wise available to you in a short period of time. And check an update every single year also. And then get your survival packs ready. You may never need them. Any of the survival things you may never need. But what if you did?